You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. We've got a good one today. Matt Harmon of Yahoo Sports Reception. Perception talking wide receivers with Matt Harmon on today's program at BD Peacock on Twitter is where you can find me at Williamson NFL is where you can find Matt Williamson and let's jump into this I can't wait to talk wide receivers route trees success rate versus man coverage it's been a little while Matt since we've had a chance to chat and you're doing even more now with the receptionperception.com right yeah that's right uh happy to be housing reception perception its own website for the first time in a long time uh it's been awesome i think it's really you know it's a it was a great partnership with the fantasy footballers over the previous four seasons uh but i've really enjoyed having it in its own home i think growing the community of uh reception perception fans and the people who are legitimately dying to know more about wide receivers has been awesome which is great because i mean that's kind of what set me on this whole journey to begin with anyways is you know studying wide receivers and, and coming out with reception perception I had all these questions about the position, so it's fun now to gather together with people that uh, also have those same questions all these years later and try as hard as we can to answer those questions. Matt, I've had some great talks with you over the years, and uh, I have a long list here of wide receivers I just want to get your opinions on. But just real quick, give our our listeners just kind of an overview of your process, just a, a quickie here. Yeah, for sure. So reception perception, Matt, as you mentioned, uh, it's something I've been doing now since the 2014 season. I've been collecting this data on wide receivers. And basically what I do is over an eight game sample for NFL players and college players back Mm -hmm. this year as well. uh, I dive in and chart every single route that they run in those games, uh, how often they run each route, how often they get open versus man zone press coverage. And, you know, you know this from your time uh, scouting, Matt, is like there are so many different types of wide receivers. They're like, what's the point of comparing a Calvin Johnson to a Wes Welker? Like that's what I always, uh, (laughs) that's what I always uh, said when I started it back in the day is like, these two guys are basically playing different positions, even if they both have WR next to their name. And honestly, that's like more dramatic now than it was back in 2014. So basically what reception perception is trying to do, in addition to, you know, trying to spot the next breakout receiver or trying to tell you, you know, who's the next, best guy you need to draft at a value in your fantasy leagues it's also really trying to categorize these players and show you what they do well on an individual basis because no stat whatever it is out there truly isolates the wide receiver from all their surrounding variables and we all know that the wide receiver needs so much to go right just in order to accrue production basically what Reception perception is trying to do, and what I do with this process is isolate the wide receiver's performance on their route running, which is basically the one thing that they can control beyond do they catch the ball and do good things with it after the catch, which, by the way, is also part of uh, the reception perception charting. So anything you want to know about a wide receiver, RP is trying to tell you that. I love it, and I love how simply you put it out there. Here's the route tree. Here's a infographic. You can tell how often he runs a dig route and what percentage he wins on that dig route. So it's very simple. Route percentage, success by route, and when you see it in this you know, color-coded sort of a, a way, and you see a route tree, and when someone's route tree lights up green like a Christmas tree, you get a little excited. It's like, <laughs> okay, now we're talking the poster boy for reception perception in a way, or the elite guy from what I remember very early in his career was Odell Beckham. And since he's been with the Browns, hasn't gone as planned, you know, they're still 
high profile team. And I think he is instrumental in getting them to where they could possibly be. And I can't wrap my head around, is he good still or what? What's going on with Odell? Yeah, he is. Uh, you're, you're right to remember that he at one point um, owned two of the top three scores and success rate versus man coverage all time. Uh, he since he still owns three of uh, two of the top four. So uh, a couple other guys have passed him up since then. Stefan Diggs actually broke the record this past year from his season with uh, the Buffalo Bills. But yeah, as you mentioned, that 2014 to 2018 Odell Beckham basically nobody was better in reception perception than this guy. He's also extremely. Uh, highly rated against press coverage as well. He still owns the best score ever recorded against press coverage. So like I said, he is he, he was a stud. He was like on a legendary path, you know, a Hall of Fame career trajectory at one point. His first season with the Browns was uh, very concerning. I wrote this uh, in the previous publication I was working with with the fantasy footballers, but I, I've never seen a drop off that dramatic. You know, he fell down to the 54th percentile versus man coverage and 42nd against press. And like I mentioned, he was once the literal top performer in series history in those metrics. So that was quite a fall. You know, you had to ask yourself the question coming into 2020, was it, was this just a blip? Was this just, you know, he had those lower body injuries. I think he had like a sports hernia surgery after the season. Was he just playing hurt all year? Um, Was he just not comfortable in a new environment? You had to ask those questions, but at the same time, you also had to kind of have, it's easy to say, like, let's bet on the talent that we've seen before and uh, let's just get right back to it. But at the same time, you also have to ask, are there, um, you know, have the lower body injuries built up to the point that he just can't be the same guy anymore? That was a question coming into 2020. Um, I am happy to report that in a limited sample, like he didn't hit those minimum eight games. He was pretty awesome again in 2020, 91st percentile against man coverage, 94th against press. I think he was back to being not quite the same legendary talent Odell Beckham in 2020, but I think he was really good on an individual route-by-route basis last year. Uh, so I'm I, the, the only problem is that, once again, we have another injury question after sure, carrying yeah. an ACL last year. So he's still, I agree with you, he's still a bit of an unknown, but I might just be a sucker here because I've been such a big fan of the guy's game for a long time. And the fact that we did get a really good signal again last year from Odell and reception perception, I'm willing to bet that he can be a crucial key piece to this offense in 2021. Cause I, I don't know about you guys. I don't really buy into the whole like Baker Mayfield just can't figure it out with Odell Beckham. I think no, what, not at all. Yeah, exactly. The like is better what, without Odell. No, it's not. Yeah, right. Like if your offense <laughs> yeah. is better without a superstar player, your offense is the problem, not the superstar <laughs> player. That's typically and I think Beckham can still be that superstar player. So like I, I like to think of it as, you know, mostly just coincidence that when Mayfield has struggled, it just happens to be when Beckham's in there. Um, like I think if Beckham had played the full 2020 season, we could have seen him really popping off when Mayfield was popping off as well. And when he got comfortable in the offense. So I'm definitely willing to bet on Odell. Like I'll keep that. I'll basically keep that candle lit one more time uh, for okay. this guy in 2021. Looking at your top five from last year, the success rate versus I shouldn't say your top five, the top five in uh, reception perceptions, the top five succeeders in Rate versus man coverage last year. You mentioned Stephon Diggs. We've got Devontae Adams. Not surprising to see his name up there. A.J. Brown, yeah. Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin. I want to talk a little bit about some of the younger receivers in a bit, but can we focus on Allen Robinson for a second? What he's consistently done throughout his career, how good he is. is that That's your guy, Matt. Is there a chance yeah. for... <laughs> I mean, is there a chance for a little more there? Well, Justin Fields, even with Andy Dalton, because that would be pretty amazing, and it would be really cool to finally see Allen Robinson with a really good quarterback. 
Yeah, I mean, in March last year, whenever they made that Nick Foles trade, you know, it was like basically saying through gritted teeth, well, Nick Foles is the best quarterback Allen Robinson has played with through his entire career. <laughs> uh, and like we basically were running that back with Andy Dalton this year, too, because I mean, even this version of Andy Dalton, which I think he's a player in the decline and was never really a, a true franchise level quarterback, like you were still saying, well, Andy Dalton is still the best quarterback Allen Robinson's <laughs> played in his career. But I mean, like now we actually get to say it with some enthusiasm after the Justin Fields pick. So if Fields is as good as most people think he is, this is going to be, I think, just a huge boost for Robinson. And I think the thing is just like, when is he going to figure this, the contract out with the Bears? Because Look, I mean, if Amari Cooper can get 20 plus million, I think a guy that in reception perception who's been, you mentioned, fourth best last year in success rate versus man coverage, he led all players in 2019. As as uh, Williamson mentioned, he's been an electric stud in reception perception, like basically, and I've, I've gotten to tell him this a couple of times, like, thank you for being as good as you are because you've really validated this series, yeah. honestly. It's been a big, <laughs> uh, it's been a big reason it's been as popular as it is, so like this guy I think has just been on that upper trajectory. I think he's in that uh, conversation to be one of the five uh, or six best receivers in the NFL. Um, and look like, you know, the bears can, they've got a salary cap situation to figure out that we know all that, but the moment that he hits the open market, some team's going to give him 20 plus million and they're going to pay him like that number one wide receiver, which is, that's just the way these things work. So we'll see if he's with the bears beyond 2021, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely hoping that, Fields can get in there at some point and really prove to be a, a high-end starting-level quarterback because it's about time this guy gets to play with someone like that. Especially those deep balls. Darnell Mooney, too, seeing Justin Fields unleash the ball with accuracy beyond five yards down the field for Allen Robinson. I mean, uh, that that's a fun team, and I can't wait to see how all that comes together. Hopefully, Fields is playing sooner than later, and hopefully that is at a high level for all those Chicago Bears fans out there that really deserve a good quarterback. All right, more with Matt Harmon coming up. Do drops matter? Some of the most overrated and underrated wide receivers in the league heading into 2021. It's only fitting that we talk about wide receiver odds when it comes to betonline.ag and Stefan Diggs, who was number one in reception perception last year. He is the odds on favorite to lead the league in receiving yards at eight to one. Calvin Ridley, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins right behind them. Travis Kelsey is next at 11-1 to 1 odds as a tight end to lead the league in receiving yards. And then you've got some younger players coming up with A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf and Brown's new teammate in Julio Jones. Maybe some better odds down the list a little bit for C.D. Lamb, the up-and-comer rookie from last year. Justin Jefferson at 14-1. to 1. Lamb is 33-1. to 1. I kind of like that. Get those bigger, deeper odds for some of these really talented wide receivers in the NFL bounce back from Odell Beckham uh, DJ Moore at 20 to 1 who's your favorite to lead the league in receiving yards in 2021 you can find those odds at betonline.ag just like you can with quarterbacks and passing yard leaders or rookies of the year Super Bowl winners win totals for your favorite NFL team go to betonline.ag and use promo code locked on receive your 50% welcome Bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code locked on at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Matt. I, I get too much heat for bringing up the Steelers too often. Brian gets too much heat for bringing up the Niners too often. <laughs> but there's five young, impressive receivers on our two teams. 
How would you rank them? And I'm not going to exactly hold you one through five. Juju, Ayuk, Debo, Claypool, Deontay. But what do you think of that pile? Man, you're right. It is an awesome group there. Uh, so uh, I think on a wide receiver-based show, it's natural that we talk about these two teams. because, And you guys, you just mentioned it too. Like, these guys are all super young. You know, yeah. the fact that the wide receiver position, and I feel very happy to be at the forefront of studying the position right now, which is just, a, hey, that's just the luck of life, I guess, uh, since I started this in 2014. Like, we all expected the 2020 class to be good, but the 2018 and 2019 class, especially that 2019 class, provided, like, the stars of today and tomorrow. You know, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Deontay Johnson, uh, a, 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 you know, all these guys, like, there are so – Terry McLaurin, there's so many good young players that came from that class. Focusing on these two teams in particular, man, breaking the tie between Ayuk and Johnson is really tough for my top two, my top spot because I think it's going to be one of those two guys. I'm probably just – probably going to say Brandon Ayuk because I think his rookie year was that impressive in reception perception. You know, he was a guy that I expected to be like a manufactured touch type player, you know, a yak guy. But when you look at what he did in reception perception, he was – he was good. You know, he was right up there with some of the best receivers uh, in the NFL, 88th percentile score against man coverage. He was awesome at separating short, deep, and intermediate. I think he is like the number one uh, receiver on that team for sure. I think he's more of a true alpha wide receiver than Debo Samuel is. I'm going to put Johnson at number two. I'm a big Deontay Johnson guy. I think that the drops are you know, something that gets talked about, some of the yards per target, these meaningless stats that I don't care about at all get talked about a lot with Deontay Johnson. But guy gets open. I mean, last year we were talking about some of the best success rate versus man coverage scores. Um, top five, Brian listed him off. Number six was Chris Godwin. Deontay was right there at number seven. Uh, he was also the top performer at getting open against zone coverage, pretty solid against press as well. I think that if Ben Roethlisberger or whoever plays quarterback for the Steelers could throw beyond 10 yards consistently, we'd be talking about Deontay Johnson as right up there with these Terry McLaurin, uh, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown ascending types. I think he is really that good. There's a separation between him and the rest of the Steelers receivers. Um, I would put Claypool at three because he is that, I think he's that talented. I think he could really take that, um, you know, maybe a diet version of DK Metcalf leap. You know, actually, it's funny yeah. because people compare those two players a lot because of their size, their speed, the physicality that they um, bring to the equation. I still can't believe people thought like Chase Claypool was going to play tight end in the <laughs> <Right>. NFL <laughs> based on like how explosive he is. But when you look at those two guys, they are actually pretty similar um, in terms of how they were used as uh, as a rookie. You know, I. I always talk about this with Metcalf you know he was on that kind of um, limited route tree plan uh, but the same thing could be said for Chase Claypool you know DK Metcalf in his rookie year 53.8 percent of his sampled routes for uh, reception perception were a slant or nine Claypool was right up there last year 53.1 percent slant or nine route last year like they, but I think he can do a lot more based on his overall scores Good against man coverage, good against press. I think he's my third. I'm going to put Debo fourth. I really like Debo Samuel. You know, he is just plays. He's one of these guys that what he was doing out there last year versus what Ayuk was doing out there last year in terms of yards, catches, all that. They're basically doing completely different things. But I really love what he brings to the offense. And I would put Juju fifth, which is no slight to him. It's just I think that at this point, I think there's more career um, upside for all of these four other guys. And, you know, Juju, I think, has turned into a very solid, awesome, big uh, slot receiver. But I think that's just kind of is what he is at this point. I agree. Yeah. I think you nailed it. 
I love that ranking there, and I think that's probably how I would put them right now. Um, I want to go back to Deontay Johnson, though. You talked about meaningless stats, and I have a feeling you might be talking about drops, and that was one of the big questions I wanted to ask you. <laughs> and Jerry Judy is a big one for me in in that group of players that I'm buying a ton of stock in, and I think maybe because of how good some other rookies were last year. People forget how good Jerry Judy is, and he you know, had a, a bunch of drops, and Deontay Johnson's had a bunch of drops. Um, how worried should people be about drops? And would are you like me buying a ton of stock in Jerry Judy this year? Yeah, I like both of those guys. Uh, Judy is just interesting, like seeing how he works in with Cortland Sutton. And I guess you could say the same thing with Deontay Johnson. Like if Chase Claypool takes a big leap, are they still going to throw to Deontay as much as they did last year? I, I don't know. I think actually the overall health of the offense would be better if they expanded beyond these slant and drag routes to Deontay Johnson. Also because I think Johnson can win vertically i think he's again one of the best separators in the nfl also you know for the folks that think like well his drops are different than some of these other players drops like sure guys like dk metcalf and aj brown and you know dj moore or mike evans or even stefan diggs last year had higher drop rates and higher average depth of targets but uh next gen stats the nfl's tracking data actually put this out Drop rate is at its highest in the NFL, short over the middle of the field, where defenders are the most concentrated in position to hit the receiver. Um, also, when Ben Roethlisberger is getting that ball out at one and a half seconds, you know, or whatever it was last year, it's a lot harder to track that than a pass that's 10 to 15 yards down the field. I just think Johnson could do so much more than what we've seen so far. So I'm not worried about the drops. We also know that drops are, you know, coaches can live with them if players are bringing, you know, more to the table, which I think Johnson can. Also, um, you know, it's not a stable metric year over year. You know, there have been plenty of studs that have dropped the ball over the year. But if you're bringing a lot to the table, coaches will live through it. So I am very uh, excited about both uh, Deontay Johnson and Jerry Judy. I do not think that uh, the fact that they dropped the ball last year is a big problem projecting their future going forward. Another receiver that just took the league by storm as a rookie, obviously, last year was, was Justin Jefferson in Minnesota. Do you think that's sustainable? Well, I mean, you know, production wise, it's always worth asking whether this is sustainable or, you know, what's going to regress, you know, yards per target, that type of stuff. But I I do think him as a player, I think it's sustainable. And like, it's funny because the Vikings get a lot of credit for this as like a win-win trade, which, you know, they ship off Stefan Diggs, who I think is an elite wide receiver and they Mm -hmm. get the best rookie in the NFL last year. Could you imagine if the Eagles just did the right thing and took Justin Jefferson and then the Vikings are sitting there with Jalen Rager, it wouldn't be such a (laughs) win-win. So in some way they kind of lucked out on that one, but at the same time, like, Justin Jefferson is that good. I think he stepped right in as the number one receiver last year. 91st percentile success rate versus man coverage, 96th against press. I think he's only going to continue to improve. He was above the NFL average success rate on all routes but two last year. I think he's a full field guy. I think he's a player that can win at every level. I I have no questions about him going forward. I want to ask you about the list that Matt and I came up with, our top 30 wide receivers. We sort of did a little draft episode where we drafted rest of career wide receivers. Uh, And and it started with A.J. Brown 1, Justin Jefferson 2. But before we get to that, one question I have, because you do a really good job, I got to say, on social media, on your YouTube channel. You do a good job of painting a rosy picture, and you get fans excited about certain players. You get fantasy drafters excited (laughs) about uh, certain players. Uh, I, I do want to take it negative with one question, though, first, before we look at that list that Matt and I put together and that ranked rest of career wide receivers. Is there a player that you think is ready to fall off a cliff or maybe a guy that gets too much credit and is really just not that good at getting open at the NFL level? 
fall off the cliff. I don't know that there's any veteran that's, you know, a couple of years ago when the Cowboys released Des Bryant and like um, I was working at NFL Network at that time. And, you know, there was just so much like breathless coverage of what was, you know, what, um, what, like, where's Des Bryant going to go? I was like, God, give me a segment on TV to talk about how this guy's just totally toast in reception perception. But <laughs> contracts didn't work out. I ended up at Yahoo Sports. Here we are. Um, a player that I think, yeah, we, as, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Man. I was um, more worried about think, where Harmon was going to land than where Des Bryant was going to land. Right, right. Yeah, me too. You and me both, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I think it actually, hey, look, shout out to Des. He's, he's doing all right for himself, but uh, it worked out okay for me too. So we're, we're, we're all good there. I think one guy, you know, I mentioned earlier, earlier Jalen Rager he's not a player that I'm buying into like as you know he's going to take that next step he last year had a 40.8 percent success rate versus man coverage that's the second worst score in reception perception history you know we're talking 300 players in the database the only player worse than him actually is Justin Hunter and we know how that went that was a a big yikes so uh Jalen Rager is not a guy that I'm buying into in terms of like going to take that next step um I guess the only veteran though I would say is like about to fall off the cliff or whatever you know ty hilton second worst success rate versus man coverage that i charted la- of the guys in 2020 so far um i think he's a role i don't think he's like totally toast but i think he mm-hmm. needs to be a role player i think he can win from the inside i think he can still win vertically a little bit but you just can't count on him to uh, be a full field number one guy and then on that note that's why i really like michael Pittman this year i think he's a guy mm-hmm. that people are kind of sleeping on to take that next step so you asked me to be negative. I sort of was positive <laughs> there. Um, but yeah, Jalen Rager, that's not a guy that I'm, I'm buying in on. Same with Gabe Davis. I think he's not a player that is ready to be a starting level wide receiver. And there are a lot of fantasy heads that are very excited about him. But I think that he needs to take a lot of steps in his development to be that guy. Uh, I would not be surprised if Emmanuel Sanders consistently holds a spot over him this year. We'll finish strong with Matt Harmon next look at some rookie wide receivers and how did Matt and I do with our rest of career NFL wide receiver rankings heck of a lot more to do this summer and you want to look good while doing it maybe that pool party and man the 2019 summer bod was looking a lot better than when you're hanging out next to the pool in 2021 right so uh one thing that I found that can fit into any diet if you're trying to uh, fit in a snack get one that's high in protein low in sugar and that is Built Bar They're the best tasting protein bar on the market, but they are healthy too, which is exactly what I have a feeling you're looking for. And if you're not sure exactly which flavor to try or you haven't tried them all and you just want more flavors, build yourself a box of Built Bars or maybe find one of their limited edition flavors that can pop up at any time. Many bars have only 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of of net carbs, even good for a keto diet. And best of all, you can save 15% using promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Just go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. The Dynasty community is unbelievably low on Tyler Lockett, and you can get him dirt cheap. And as a subscriber of Reception Perception, I read your locket piece. You know, you're right up of him. I've been buying him for peanuts like crazy since I read that. Oh, yeah. I mean, people are so worried about, like, he was so inconsistent last year. It's like, well, yeah, his quarterback struggled through the end of last year. Also, Great like, time. he did win. He legitimately w- won you some weeks 
there. So I don't want to hear it about the whole like inconsistent production thing. Because when you watch him, like you mentioned, in reception perception, he was unbelievable again last year. And he's been one of the best players in reception perception for a long time. Uh, he's been over the 90th percentile in success rate versus man coverage each of the last two years. You know, I've been calling him a breakout guy since 2016. It took a little while to happen, but it finally did happen for Lockett. I think he and DK Metcalf are probably, if not the best, one of the two best receiver duos in the NFL. Um, and I love, I love this whole offense again to buy back into it because – one thing I think was a legitimate problem for Seattle last year, which might have led to some of the, uh, you know, inconsistency in Lockett's production. And people don't talk about this, but like DK Metcalf had like 250 yards over the last four games um, because I think the offense kind of fell apart because they were too vertically inclined, which Metcalf has actually talked about at different points. I actually think, Matt, and I don't, you might agree with this, or you might disagree with this. I think the fact that, you know, Pete Carroll wants to have this run the ball conservative philosophy. But Russ wants to still have the type of efficiency that people consider him one of the five best quarterbacks of all time or whatever. I would think that the best system to marry those two things together is actually a Ram-style offense. So I actually really yeah. like yeah. the hiring of Shane Waldron there. So I, I think Lockett's in for big things this year. I, I don't see any reason to be too concerned about him. It's interesting because Tyler Lockett did not make our top 30 rest of career wide receivers that, that Matt and I did with an episode a few weeks ago drafting just back and forth and I'm gonna run this by you Matt and you tell me where we went wrong or where we got it right with uh with career careers we'd be buying from now until the end and obviously it skews a little bit younger because of that reason uh AJ Brown was one Justin Jefferson two DK Metcalf three Devontae Adams four Tyreek Hill five CD Lamb six then Stefan Diggs Calvin Ridley Terry McLaurin and Michael Thomas in our top 10 wide receivers rest of career. Did we nail that? Anybody stick out as doesn't belong? No, I think everybody belongs there. Um, it just would, you're like nitpicking order or whatever. I might have McLaurin a little higher, but I also want to have <laughs> Diggs higher too. Just, I, I love Terry McLaurin. I think he is going to be a true stud receiver. He doesn't get talked about in, in the same group as like AJ Brown and DK Metcalf, but I think he's right there with go those guys in terms of ability. Um, like you mentioned, Brian earlier, he was fifth in success rate versus man coverage last year. He's been awesome in both of his two seasons. I think the fact that he has even like a passable starting quarterback in Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to make a huge difference for um, the way he's viewed nationally. And I, I love that you still had Michael Thomas at number 10 because I feel like Thomas gets dumped on a lot um, because like, and again, this, this goes back to sort of the Ben Roethlisberger just throwing a bunch of pop gun passes to Deontay Johnson and um, Juju last year. And, you know, we think that's what defines those players, but it could be what defines a quarterback. Michael Thomas gets dumped on a lot for running a bunch of slant routes, which he doesn't even run a, a dramatic amount of slant routes. And also is he running a lot of slant routes because Drew Brees hasn't been able to push the ball down the field for like the last three years. I think it can be very much a chicken and egg thing because mm -hmm. I think he's a full field separator. Uh, I mentioned Beckham used to own the top score and success rate versus man coverage and Diggs beat it, beat it last year. Michael Thomas is actually number two on the list from 2018. He's a guy that I think can get open at all levels. I think he can be a true number one receiver. And like, I'm actually kind of morbidly excited about seeing what he could do with a Jameis Winston or even, I mean, he was actually even productive with Taysom Hill last year. So yeah, we'll see yeah. what happens. Last thing I got for you is this incoming rookie class, which is also on receptionperception.com. Did a lot of work on this group coming in. Another strong receiver class. A lot of people look at Jamar Chase as a truly elite prospect. Do you agree with that? 
Yeah, I think the fact that he is a guy who wins in so many different ways is what makes him so unique. And, I, you know, a lot of people, you know, talk, and I, I understand the conversation because Joe Burrow got so beat up last year and uh, obviously – People can't forget the fact that he got injured also on a, on a play in the pocket as well. So I totally get why there was so much debate about do we take a tackle fifth overall or do we take Jamar Chase? But I would say the one thing that the Bengals really lacked last year, and some of this is that Joe Burrow is not like the, the best vertical passer in the NFL. And I'm being a little bit generous when I, when I say that. When Brian mentioned <laughs> that, I can paint a rosy picture, picture sometimes. I think mean, one of the things that um, really stands out about Jamar Chase is the fact that he can really help them solve their vertical woes. And like Burrow was one of the stone worst deep passers statistically last year. Chase uh, posted awesome success rates on the corner, the nine, the post, the dig, you know, we're talking about vertical and intermediate patterns there. I think he's going to really stand out amongst those Bengals receivers. Um, And overall, like from a college perspective, he played a ton against press man coverage and posted pretty solid 73.2% success rate versus man, 71.8 against press. I definitely think he was the guy in this draft class. And he's tough to find a comparison for, I think, um, as as like a player over their career. But I, I really am excited about his position in this offense. Fantastic stuff. That is Matt Harmon. You can find him on Twitter at Matt Harmon underscore BYB, which, of course, as we all know, stands for Boy Young Boy. Isn't that correct? <laughs> it's uh, Yeah, yeah. That is one thing that J.J. Zacharyson has uh, uh, and the late round quarterback in the Living the Stream podcast with Danny Carter. Uh, he has slammed that nickname on me and it is stuck. I mean, people in my real life legitimately call me Boy Young Boy, which is, is miserable. But it actually stands for... <laughs> It actually stands for Backyard Banter, my original website. But it is, it's is—it's basically like getting um, – I was a guest on that show. I remember that. Yes. That was a blast. It, yes. Exactly, yeah. So it's it, it's when I first started the blog, Backyard Banter, back in the day, that was, um, you know, just the underscore – which, I mean, I really wish I had not done the underscore BYB. But it is what it is. Um, it's <laughs> that was a really like, cool podcast, though. I forgot about that. It was like everyone's yeah. history of how we got where we did in this in this career. That was neat. No, there was a lot. There's a lot of people that still wish I was doing the podcast, but uh, you know, your time is your money these days, and uh, it is. It's just not something that I can justify. But basically, sure. the, the joke I always make is um, the underscore BYB is like I got my ex's name tattooed on me, um, and uh, you know, because once you get that blue check, if you change your Twitter handle, you yeah. lose the blue check, yeah. and I mean that is uh, that's all that. we've got. <laughs> yeah, verified problems, man. Once you got that check mark, you you got to keep your handle and. Uh, uh, if you change jobs or something like that. So uh, interesting. Good stuff there. That is Matt Harmon, Yahoo Sports, Reception Perception. You can find him on the YouTube channel. Uh, that's really fun to see. I've been, I've been watching a lot of YouTube, and so I've been catching you on that. So um, Reception Perception, can you tell the folks really quick how to sign up and what this ReceptionPerception.com is all about now? Yeah, if you just go to ReceptionPerception.com, there's a pricing page. You can also just go to ReceptionPerception.com slash pricing. There's three tiers, so I think there's – Something for everybody, whether you want to be a full sicko and get literally every piece of data that I've charted since 2014, there's a package for that. There's also a package that you get access to just this past year and one previous profile. Um, so that you'll get all the guys that we've talked about on this show and so, so many more. Um, there's a lot of, there's something for everybody in the show as well as just for our subscribers. The clips go up on YouTube, but the full like hour plus show 
uh, is also on the website as well that I do with James Co. You also, we have, we have a Discord page as well. So, you know, all these folks like, hey, would you do this dynasty trade or this dynasty trade based on reception perception? We're actually talking about that all day in the Discord. So it's pretty exciting. I thank you guys so much for having me on. This was an awesome conversation. Thank you so much, Matt, for carving out the time. Matt Williamson and I will be back tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.